You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. from Boston. Petey, you may think that you're not saying the F word anymore. Well, one thing's for sure, kid. You definitely ain't saying it any less. Holy shit. You went from thinking you're not saying it at all to a scenario where you have the President of the United States of America saying it to Biscuit's wife. What the hell's the matter with you, kid? Clean it up, will ya? Now that you are done fast forwarding through Jimmy, I have an announcement. It seems that Petey forgot to turn on his recorder for the first 20 minutes, so for the first segment, the part of Pete will be played by DJ Lou and his sound clips. Hey now, oh you killer, put your lights on, put your lights on. My show didn't go. That's the introduction for today. Welcome to the Pete and Sebastian Show. I'm starting it off. Something new, something fresh. Pete's been doing 200 and some odd episodes, I figure, today. Uh, I'll do it, although Pete told me to do it. So that's my intro. (laughs) And uh, we're here. We're up and running. I uh, finally back on a normal schedule. Having a little vitamin water, uh, lemonade flavor, and uh, some digestive enzymes. Here is where Pete makes a joke that it was Tony Danza's fault that the show didn't get picked up. Poor Tony. (laughs) Let, Let me begin by saying, once something like this happens and you start telling people or people start calling you to, uh, you know, it's almost like a death in the family. People call you and, for example, an agent, a manager, a friend, and they say everything happens for a reason. That's one of the, that's, that's a, a big thing people say. Also, um, you look back on this in a few years and it's just like a blip in the radar. Uh, it's a setup, not a setback, Right? So you get all this positivity. I called my father, I spent four days with my father. 
he could not be more angrier. I mean, I told him, he go, what the motherfuck? Who the f-? He's screaming at the top brass at NBC. There was no positivity coming out of his mouth whatsoever. You were no good son of a bitch. They were not having it. Uh, they put a kibosh on it. They went more drama than they did comedy. You hear all the excuses. Who knows the real reason? We'll probably never know. But uh, I was saying, hey, you know, at least we got stand-up comedy to fall back on. You got some writers and actors and the grip guy. They're out of work. And they got, uh, this, is, this is what they, they live for. So if this doesn't go, they're back to the drawing board. And myself and... And you, you know, this doesn't go, we go back out on the road. So, at least we got that, but I gotta tell you, deep down in my my heart, I thought this thing was a lock. It's insane. The plan has been derailed, and, uh, but it's okay. It's okay, I'm keeping the, uh, keeping the positive mental attitude afloat. Here is where Pete probably says, fuck them if they don't want the show. You are making movies, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess it's, uh, maybe it's better. Better off. What is going to happen to Tony Danza? Yeah, nothing but pleasantries exchanged. Uh, Tony Danza will be a, a friend of mine for the rest of my life, and I think vice versa. So I made a friend in Tony Danza, and, uh, yeah. T- text with uh, Vanessa Lachey, who played my wife. Uh, the writer, Austin Earl, who I will definitely work with in the future. Again, I think he's the only guy that really ever got me as a comedian um, as far as writing for my voice. And uh, and that's that, man. We uh, It's a Wednesday, and um, it's a, it's, uh, I've got a lot, of, a lot of things on the slate to talk about. i got a lot of things that went on over the last few days that really kind of rustled, rustled my feathers. We will now revert back to our old selves and bitching and complaining about everyday life. I got a list I can't wait to share with you. Holy shit. I can't believe what this airline gets away with. <sighs> <laughs> I, I, I'll just dive right into it. Sunday, I went to a su- surprise party. And, uh... What? This party better be for a small child. Adult surprise parties. Unacceptable. Man. I, that's what I said. I had a surprise party when I was... Uh, when I turned 16. My, parent, my parents threw it. And, um... That is at a time where, you know... Kids were drinking, 16, 17. Kids were drinking. My parents decided to throw me a surprise party at their house with no alcohol, which, you know, I, I, I think is appropriate. I mean, what are you going to, 16, 17-year-old, you're going to serve alcohol to these kids? Well, kids came to the party, found out there was no alcohol, said surprise, and goodbye. It was me and my parents. <laughs> so that's the last time I had a surprise party. Now, these are friends of ours. The guy is turning 44, which is not even a significant birthday year to have a party. I mean, it's not like a special birthday. 
Okay, so give me four birthdays that are worth celebrating as an adult. The, the ages. All right, well, you know, for obvious reasons, 21. Okay, I agree. Uh, I get, honestly, I, I, the next one really shouldn't be till you're 40. Is 40 a bigger birthday than 50? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so, because at 50, 50, it's like, oh, oh, man, we're getting close to fucking bocce ball and white hair, man. <laughs> we are getting close. I don't want to make a big deal out of 50, man. I would think 50 is a bigger birthday than 40. Nah, I just want to be low-key with 50 because that's like... I mean, that's it, dude. That's like... That's it. You got you probably got about 30 years left in you. 30? Gee, what are you jogging every day? I got like 20. <laughs> what age do you think you're going to start falling apart at? I mean, just like, it's not even worth getting out of bed. Like, what are we talking? 75? 80? Well, the good news, the good news about me is I know it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be just a massive shutdown, like either a heart attack or just, yeah, something like that. Just boom, done. Like, uh, I'm here and then I'm not here. But while I'm here, I'll still be in relatively good physical shape. There'll be no daddy sh- frail, walking around, mumbling, pooping himself. That's, I know I'm going to go. My only concern is where that's going to happen. Like, I, I don't want to die, like, a bus stop or some shit. Oh, embarrassing, you know? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. <sighs> So you think the way your life is going to end, it's going to be a tragic, uh, either you get hit by a car, you have a heart attack, it's going to be immediate. There's not going to be a steady decline of Pete Corielli where, let's say somebody hasn't seen you in 20 years and they look and go, oh, did you see what happened with Pete? Looks like shit. Yeah, no, bro, you too. That's what Italian men do. We have massive heart attacks, man. We're here and then we're gone. We don't do the frail, getting in the way. Oh, we want to go on vacation with, with Grandpa. We hate to get all the way there and he dies and we got to come home. I don't, I don't put that on people. You won't either. We just go like fucking Rando in the garden. Right? He's playing with the kid, and then he's not. That's it. So would you rather go in the privacy of your own home with your family members watching, or... No, I want to go in the gazebo on Main Street, guy. Yeah, what are you talking about? Well, I mean... What's option two? Option two is you're at Home Depot (laughs) looking for screws, and you drop dead in aisle nine. We talked about that. Years ago, like cast ago, when I told you that some uh, comic, no name guy, died in a frozen food section of Walmart. Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) But we didn't talk about how we would want to go. No, no, but you know I wouldn't want to go like that. Of course, I'd like to go. I'd like to go alone, and then Jackie finds me, and then maybe she tells Sadie if she's home. It's hopefully Sadie will be older and gone, and then um, you know. Then everybody just comes to see me at the wake. I look fantastic. Nah, well, you can show me, but then you're going to cremate me. But yeah, home. What would really be perfect, wouldn't it be perfect like Brando in your backyard? You're just sipping your lemonade or your beer and you just your hand just dangles. In front of the kid, though? No, 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 no. There's no kid around, though. There's no kid around. Just I'm alone. So it's just you in a garden oh. and you want to be found 
Oh. Yeah, like Jackie's like, Pete, lunchtime. <laughs> you don't want to have a moment and this is morbid I understand the conversation is morbid but you know this thing has to be talked about sure. so you don't wear, you don't want to die in Jackie's arms and you look into her eyes and go babe just remember you know we got a great roof or whatever the last <laughs> words are <laughs> No. There's no, there's no, you don't want to have that last goodbye, huh? <clears throat> no, but I definitely think after a certain age, it would be really important to say goodnight properly every night. And if you're going to be apart for overnight, make sure you, you, you know, you're not fighting because, you know, it could be your last words. But yeah, no, I don't want to look in her eyes as I'm falling over and go, we had a good run. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's, what, I, that's what I want to do. I want to have that last... You know, make sure they put tanning lotion on me at the weight. Something. It depends how old I go. I mean, if I go into the next 10 years, I'll be like, say something like that. Then I'll also be like, and don't fuck nobody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching you. I'm watching you. (laughs) Oh, fuck. So. Uh, At least give it four years, man. Four years. So you think four years after someone passes away and you're still married is the uh, the good amount of time for that person to be sleeping with other people? Well, not sleep with other people. I mean, if she wants to, you know, sleep with one man that she's falling for, she wait four years, and then when they make love for the first time, she cries because she's thinking about me and she can't even get through with it. It takes them oh, like four yeah. times before they can even like not think about me. It's one of those, like, I can't, I can't do it. And the guy, why, why yeah, not? Yeah. I just can't stop thinking about Pete. Yeah, and he's got to be cool. Every time he's got to sit on the edge of the bed and go, I understand, you know, I miss him too. I knew him too. <laughs> if maybe if he's a guy who knew me, I mean, if you want to do that. Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> that would be weird, but you never know. That kind of stuff happens. But yeah, he can't, if at one point he goes, you know, Jack, how long do you think a man can wait? Now, get the fuck out of here, guy. You beat it. You're not the guy. Sorry, person. Right? Right? Oh, God. God. And then, and then, wouldn't you agree with this? After she does make love to another man, after four years of mourning you and having a tough time doing it, taking three attempts, when she's done and he's sleeping, she gets up out of her bed and goes inside and looks in the mirror and, and like, talks to you in the mirror. It's like... Oh, like a like ghost? Yeah, is that what she did? I think she did, and then the guy came up behind her, remember? Oh, that was when she was doing the pottery, and he, and he slipped up oh, behind yeah, her. Oh, yeah, the pottery. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jackie would be, can you imagine, Jackie would be like, guy, you're ruining the pot, my hands are full <laughs> of shit, I'm not doing it right now. You think we're doing it? So what's up? What, 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 where are you going? Okay, guy? so we're at the party. Listen, so we go to the party. <laughs> we got way off. Man, did we go off. It's, uh, they're having it at a friend's house. It's not even at the couple whose uh, birthday it is. It's not even at their house. It's at a friend's house. So we go, and I've never been to this house before. So, of course, I go into the home. I go right to the backyard. That's where everybody was hanging out. And I go to the liquor table. Liquor slash food table. And uh, as I'm approaching the table, right away I'm disappointed. I'm just... I mean, do you ever, like, see the liquor table, a food table from a distance and just start going, this don't look good right away? I just, I could tell. I mean, they had four 
large bottles of like uh, bottled water and you know, like an Evian's, like four four large Evian's on the table, and uh, which 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 literally took up. That was the first thing I saw. Yeah. I mean, when you the first thing you see is water, it's going to be a disappointing liquor table. Uh, vodka, but poured in a vodka. Uh, I'm sorry, poured in a nondescript bottle, so you couldn't even tell what vodka it was. Not that that matters, but I start to assume why is it in a bottle? Why was it transferred? <laughs> because. The Avion stayed in a bottle because that's good water. The vodka got put in something else because it's Mr. Boston. Exactly. <laughs> so then wine, red and white, which I wasn't expecting a, uh, you know, 1963 Bordeaux, but shit wine. I could tell. Well, this this is a, a surprise party for a 44-year-old man. This is an unacceptable bar table I'm hearing right now. Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. And the, the, to kick it off, yeah. watermelon triangles, right? Yeah. Ran- randomly put on the table. And, and they had a sign there, and it said, tequila-infused watermelon. And I go, Talana... I don't want to have to eat my alcohol. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to go around the party holding a watermelon slice and just, like, nibbling on that for my buzz? Fuck that. Watermelon and tequila mixture. I mean, dude, this sounds like the bar of a frat party, really. <laughs> That's what I said. I go, what is this? College, and 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 it's like, you know, I, you know, I'm sitting there, and I'm going, and then they had the, and then here's another thing I I don't understand. I never get this from my parties. That standard vegetable crudite platter, you know, the 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 raw cauliflower. You, you ever see this shit? The the raw cauliflower, the carrots and the and the broccoli that you dip in ranch. Yeah. You've seen this shit. Who's eating that? Like, have you ever had raw cauliflower other than at a shit party like this? Oh man. Oh. It, well, it, the way it sounds, it sounds like you're serving this. Hold on, oh, dude. Oh, fuck. The first, the whole first. Uh, I've been recording now for. <laughs> Shit, we missed the whole beginning with Danza. It's all good. I filled in for you, Pete. Welcome back. Press the red button. Yeah, no, the raw cauliflower, I don't do that. I've seen that. It's cheap. It's just putting out food for the sake of putting out food. It's unacceptable too, man. <laughs> I've never I've never been sitting around the house and told Lana, I go, babe, go get some raw cauliflower. I'm starving. I, it's something I never go to, but at the shit parties you go to, they always have it out, and it's communal. The dip, the ranch dip, is communal, so no one ever just puts a little on their plate. They're always dipping it right in the thing. And it's, it's probably just from a ranch bottle, not even some homemade dressing, right? Not homemade. Nothing's homemade here. Oh, what 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 night of the week was this? Sunday. Uh, all right. It's, if it was a Saturday night, it'd be a little more like. Yeah. I don't care what night it is or what day it is. You have to provide your guest. 
when I have a party and you've been to my parties, my main concern is, is the guest happy? Does the guest have everything they need? And I felt at this surprise party, the biggest surprise, it was there's, there was no alcohol. That was the surprise. Well, let me ask you, what kind of glasses are we talking about? Plastic cups or? Plastic. It's a backyard. Plastic cups, fine. I don't care. But there was no alcohol to be had. Uh, not that you need alcohol to have fun, but come on, man. I'm at a surprise party where I don't know anybody. It'd be nice to have a little tequila on the rocks with a splash of lime. But was there any left or was it all in the watermelon triangles? <laughs> no, I don't know. There's, there was no tequila left. It was poured all over the damn watermelon slices. And then on top of that, they had some food that was catered. We couldn't touch the food until the surprise guy got there, the birthday boy. Do you, do you know the birthday boy or were you a friend of a friend sort of a thing? Yeah, I know the guy. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> um, did you guys all get quiet and when he came back, he yelled surprise? Now, he knew... He kind of, this is another thing that bothered me. My wife goes through the trouble to throw me a surprise party. I act like I'm shocked that this is happening. Right? Yeah, you got to play into it. It's polite. Yeah, you don't, you don't come in and go, oh, I kind of knew. Right? Yeah, That's people love parking down the block so you don't yeah. see that car that crouch behind your couch and you come in and go, I know, stick it then. Yeah, you, you gotta go, oh my God, I can't believe this. And oh my God, you're here. What are you doing here? You know, who <laughs> need that? You gotta go around the room and go, oh my God. And then after everybody leaves at night, when she asks you, babe, did you know? Then in the privacy of your own home, go, I kind of knew because I saw Frank's car down the street. You don't give it the, the reveal. You don't reveal that in front of 45 people that's been sitting there for an hour with no booze and food. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Again, Pete and Sebastian show. You learn and get entertained all at once. <laughs> so... That's not the end of it. And, and, and this was something that was a little bit out of my character. And uh, now I know why I don't do this. There was a kid there. He's about six years old. And he was kind of going around, kind of pretending to shoot people with a twig. And one of the girls who I know said, oh, go shoot him, go shoot him. So he comes towards me with the twig. And I made a split second decision in my head to go you know what I'm going to play with this kid I'm going to I'm going to may as well it, there's no booze anyway nah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll make it fun so my plan in my head was when he shot me I was going to fall to the ground now I normally don't fall to the ground because on the ground is, is grass and, and mud sure. and, and ants but they had this like turf you know like you ever seen that fake grass yeah, yeah, wow, this party just sounds more and more stunning as we go. <laughs> Real beauty. So, so they had the fake lawn. I figure, all right, let me fall down on that. I'm going to fall down and act like he really shot me. Now, prior to this all happening, we had, had planned on going, so we had sent, said some goodbyes to, by the way, a little side branch. When you leave a party... Are you supposed to say goodbye to everybody, or do you typically just say goodbye to the host and leave? Well, I feel like your only true obligation is the host. 
but I okay. usually say goodbye to some people that, you know, I want to say goodbye to, but always the host. <clears throat> Have you ever left a party where you knew the people, but just slipped out and never said goodbye? Yeah, we did it recently. My brother-in-law had a party, and there's a couple people there that eh, you take them or leave them. And we went to slip out the back, and they were in the kitchen. And one of the girls, the women, actually yelled out, "Goodbye, Jackie. Goodbye, Pete." So I had to oh. go. I had to go. Oh yeah, hey, goodbye. And Jackie didn't even go in. She knew we kissed. She's like, "Yeah, I don't care." I was like, "Oh, all right, I like that." But yeah, they called us on it. But yeah, we were slipping out the back. So you even did it. Well. I figured we could say goodbye to the host and then we leave. That's but in it. The that's mean- the only commitment. Yeah, that's the only commitment. But in the meantime, I got caught up with this kid in the shotgun game. So he shoots me. I go right to the floor. I go, oh, oh. And I got my eyes closed like I'm dead. And laying on the floor, I start to get up, open my eyes. And what I see coming at my head is two soles of the bottom of, uh, of the kid's shoes that kid jumped up and landed with his shoes on my head. How old is this kid? Six, seven years old. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? fuck is that? My head bounced off the fake turf. I, I got up in a daze. I was a little dazed. And I go, uh, <laughs> I go to the line, I go, let's get out of here. But in the meantime, the kid's father came over to the kid, and he wasn't acting as if, because he saw it, he wasn't acting as uh, I, I would act if my kid bounced an adult's head off the ground. Yeah. He was like, you know, Justin, what do you do? You know, like, he was very, like, and I go to the guy, this yours? <laughs> and I think he was startled. <laughs> Whatever he was doing, the discipline didn't work. The kid st- still kept coming after me with the twig and, 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 and hitting my ass with the twig, like pounding my ass with the twig. And I had a little hole in my pocket and, and, that he was hanging on to. And I turn around and I go, still with this? <laughs> I told Anna, let's get out of here. And then we leave. And, and, and he'll... I gave my, my wife shit about even going to this party because I was coming off uh, a 15-day road run and I was in five different cities and this was my first night at home. But my wife's like, I don't want to go alone. So I was stewing, sitting in bed there and I go, you know what, babe, fine, I'll go. I was trying to be a good husband. Next thing you know, I'm driving home with a splitting headache and an imprint of two souls on my cheek, mother. Oh, oh so, my God. That was my Sunday, but it's good. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ben. Enough with the hitting. Happy birthday to you. By the way, I put up that damn thing with you on the on the truck on the Facebook page, and I don't know if you saw some of the comments coming in. But, no, no. Uh, people were impressed, man. Yeah. 
People were impressed. Have we still got the Amish hanging off the gutters or what? Yeah, they just finished yesterday. I uh, I got to go on the Facebook too because I can't. I got to see the commercial. What people been telling me about the Prince commercial. I got to oh, check yeah, that out. Oh yeah, that, that's up there too. Oh God. So, uh, well, a couple things. Um, yeah, no, they finished up yesterday. These guys are unbelievable, man. I had a giant branch, giant branch. I'd say about twenty-five feet long, real thick, and. Uh, I come out because I got that rig one last day and I come out, I was in Boston yesterday, I had a corporate gig, so I wasn't going to be there for the last day. So two days ago, I come out on the front lawn with the, with the chainsaw that my father-in-law gave me and I go to the Amish guys, listen, one of you guys know, can you show me how to work this thing? Because when you're done today, I got to get that branch up there and I don't even know how to turn this fucking thing on. Sorry, I'm cursing. So. Uh, the guy, Amish guy, goes, yeah, yeah, I'll show you later on when we're done. I go, okay, great. So I go about my day. I come back that night, and uh, later on at the end of the day, I go to grab the chainsaw, and I walk over to where the branches, and then I was going to have the guy come over and show me. I look up, branch is gone. During their lunch break, he went up there and got it for me, man. Oh, man. So I left the three cases of beer, all different kinds of bottles of beer, and, uh, uh, they're gonna do my porch too, but I thanked them and um, the one guy, the head guy, sent you a photo of him. I don't know if it came through. He lives uh, up in the hills. Jackie and I and Sadie, we're gonna go visit his family. And later, later on this summer, I'm gonna check out the Amish house, have a little dinner in the Amish home with my boy Jeff. Wow, you made you made like friends with this with these people. Um, yeah, to the point where the next pitch for the TV show, I got an Amish buddy in the pitch in the show. <laughs> Who's got that? Who's got it? Who's hanging with an Amish guy? That that pops, you know, and they want you to have like uh, you know a, a, a different race as a buddy. Oh yeah, you're you're. Do you think anybody's gonna relate to that? Uh, it's not gonna get picked up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yes, it's ridiculous. Oh, so, um, anyway, man, I had a, I had it out with my neighbor the other day, man. Big argument with another man. It's been a long time since I had one of those. Ooh, what happened? So the neighbor right next door, okay, he owns the house next door. Long story short, he bought it right after me, him and his wife, and then they, they moved and they rented. About three days ago, it's about... It's, Seven in the morning, the Amish guys aren't even at my property yet. I get up early before they come to make sure everything's set up. And I'm having coffee and I'm in my garage. And the woman, the wife of the guy that, that, that owns it, she comes. She shows up and I see her in the backyard. And she's looking at my property and she's looking at her property and she don't know I'm in my garage. And she starts taking photos of my property. I've had that shit going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then she goes up to my fence and she's running the camera down the fence taking photos. And I was so bad, want to pop out with my coffee. And what are you doing, honey? But I don't. <laughs> and then she pulls out a phone and she starts talking on her cell phone in the backyard. And I can't make every word out, but it's something like, yeah, the tree's down and the fence is gone too. I mean, I don't know what happened to the fence. And I go, okay, yeah, so she's got a problem with me. All right, all right. So later on that day now, about four o'clock, I got the Amish guys on my roof banging away. I got my father-in-law putting in a door frame for me. Next thing you know, the, the guy now, the owner, the house guy, he comes walking up my driveway and he goes, hey Pete, all that firewood, 
Are you giving that to me? Because I have a stack of firewood, bro, and I'd say about a foot. The last foot of the stack of firewood is on his property. One foot of it. The rest is on mine. And he comes walking up and he goes, you're giving me that firewood? And the way, just the way he came at me, I just snapped. I look at him and I go, I'll say his name is Bob, but it's not. I go, uh, well, listen, Bob, listen, all right, you coming over here? Are you coming over here to give me a hard time about some wood? I'll get the wood off of your property, all right? I'll get it off your property and I'll leave you alone. But don't you come over here. What, are you going to give me a hard time about the tree? I apologize about the tree, all right? I don't know what more you want from me. Hold on. Hey, what's up? I'm doing a show with Sebastian. Sadie's here, bro. I'm so sorry. Oh, could, could we get a, could we get a hello from Sadie? You want to say hi to him? Mm-hmm. All right. Say, say hi to Sebastian. He'll hear you. Hi, Sebastian. Hi. How are you? Good. What, what are you doing I'm today? Not, oh, nothing. <laughs> oh, my. You sound like a woman. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. I got black too. You got what? All right. That's a doll. That's a doll. All right, you got to go back out with mommy. I just wanted to say hi because she brings your name up because she hears us talking about you at the dinner table. She goes, Daddy, do I know Sebastian? I'm I'm trying to do the show, Sadie. I got to go. Say goodbye to Sebastian. Bye, Sebastian. Bye-bye, Sadie. (laughs) Jackie goes, my God, she sounds like a woman. Oh, my God. She was asking on the way home. She would say hi to Sebastian. Oh. Oh my God! Is that adorable? I, I feel I, I feel like a father who who went away to serve in the army for two years and then I just reconnected with my child. I mean, I I I, I can't believe how she's talking. Yeah, right. I know it's been a while, but yeah, she's she talks a mile a minute, man. I mean, you have total conversations with her now. <laughs> Oh man, you had some doozies today. I don't eat my, I don't want to dr- eat my, my drink or whatever. Uh, I don't want to eat my alcohol. <laughs> I don't want to eat my alcohol. Oh, and I mean, most, most people go, oh, you doing it sounds old. And she's getting very clear. You go, she sounds like a woman. Uh, she does. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Now that it's down to just Trump, Hillary, and a lingering Bernie Sanders, here's what Pete was spewing on the campaign trail. We all trumped it up there, huh? I don't really do political stuff, but I feel like we gotta dabble with this for a second. The stuff he said, like, this guy's out of his mind. I'm thinking to myself, I don't really have a problem with that. I don't think that's a problem. I mean, I'm even into, I'm starting to get into the hair. <laughs> even if he doesn't become president, can we just have him give a speech every couple weeks? I mean, come on, he was doing a debate once and there was a guy on the end talking. Anytime the guy would say something, he'd be like, you're on the end. Nobody cares about you. You're on the end. Millions of dollars to have analysts tell them how to argue everything from a deficit to education, but they weren't prepared to deal with you're on the end. Guys, <laughs> like, what? What? We can't hear you down there. You're down there in nowhere, Bill. I mean, these candidates, is this what we got? Ted Cruz, that 
fucking nose. I can't look at that nose for four years. I cannot look at that nose for four years. It's coming right out. It's coming through the TV. I mean, I'm ducked. There's been times he's getting his speech and I'm ducking. If you look lately, he's moved to his left. Like, his people said, bro, you gotta turn to the left. It's killing. You're coming right at people. It's too much. He talks right to the camera. Everything's like, I'll tell you. Directly to me. I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> then you had Rubio for a little while. I'm sorry. What is he like? 13 years old? I mean, that's not gonna I'm sorry. I'm just saying. If he was on my stoop on Halloween, I would give him candy. <laughs> the man can't even grow a beard. He's like, when I'm president, I'm like, yeah. Someday when you grow up, you'll be president. Absolutely. Get out of the way now, fucking ball boy. What are you doing? Here? <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Are we done with this? What are we doing? I'd rather have the chicken guy, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders? Shit! What a crew. And of course, we got good old Hill. Here we go with the Hill, huh? Could be history made. First female president. Well, I just want to know from an emotional standpoint, is she going to be able to work at that desk? Is that going to be a situation? <laughs> That desk is a landlock. It's not going anywhere. I'm just saying, if my wife cheated on me one time and it was on this stage, oh, this would be the worst show you ever saw in your time. The history made, though, first female pres, not to mention history made first male first lady. How about that? I know. I know. It's right, bro. How about that? Two things tonight. Now you know more about the Louvre. <laughs> Like fucking Google up here. <laughs> oh shit! You only need school if you come to see me. That would be wild for Bill Clinton, right? To go from being president to being back in the White House and not mattering at all. I mean, he's literally gonna walk the hallways drunk on wine like, I used to matter in this fucking hallway! <laughs> he's gonna walk into the Oval Office, Hillary's doing a big sit-down with the analysts, and he just leans over, what's going on, guys? <laughs> She's like, is the movie over, Bill? Go watch the movie. I'll be in a little while. Go watch the movie. <laughs> Crazy, that would be like Derek Jeter selling hot dogs at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> small things one I, I have to ask um when, when let's say lana's making dinner right does lana make dinner sometimes or, or you you the chef i pretty much take care of the dinner i mean she made the, the other night that i made some steak and she made some salmon she'll pop in with a dish or two but i mainly run the kitchen and uh just because i like it yeah all right well then even better as the cook like jackie is uh and she, she makes some fantastic bye. meals. Yeah, 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 I will in a little while. Okay, bye. In a little while I will, okay? She makes some fantastic bye. meals, dude. Bye. Jack! Jack! Uh, yeah, I know you told her, but she's not even three, so... Thanks. <laughs> what, man? 
So uh, I was gonna say that when Jackie makes these meals at night, when the food is cooked, or like let's say she's slicing up some cheese for the mozzarella, or she made chicken and the chicken's done, but she's cutting it up, I'll reach over and I'll grab a piece. I pick. Oh yeah. And she's yeah. got a huge problem with that. She's like, get something out of the cabinet. It's bullshit. You should bring it up on the cast. That Bet Sebastian will say that that's you don't do that in the kitchen either. Are you kidding me? We grew up picking off the, the, the... No one ever waited until it was served. We, like, grazed in the kitchen. Right? And picked, and then it was almost like a, a standing appetizer we would have. <laughs> That's exactly... You take it with your fingers, usually over the sink. I, I oh, dump, dump yeah. it in my mouth, and then you look at the person cooking it and go, Oh! <laughs> this is going to be delicious, right? Yeah, standing appetizer. Man. I mean, the cooking experience—that's what it's all about. It's—it's it's hanging out in the kitchen. It's—it's it's tasting a little bit. It's—it's it's maybe even, uh, you know, she's got meatballs. She takes a spoon, and takes a meatball out of the sauce, and maybe even feeds it to you. It's what it's about, man. Oh man, that's so Italian. Yeah, it's no, so she Italian. feels like leaning in and grabbing the food before she's done with it. She's like, she thinks it's immature and classless. Oh, come on. It, it, it was not only done in my house, it was encouraged. See, now, my mom was not into it either. I would do it growing up too, but I see Italian women, they get it. My mom's Irish. She's not into that, so they don't get that, yeah. I mean, you gotta actually make a little more than you plan on putting on the plate because I'm gonna be picking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you plan on making one pizza for dinner, you gotta throw in two. Just because you feel one is not even gonna make it to the table. Yes! Oh, God, man, we're on the same page. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. On this one, we are. Absolutely. Have a little respect for the cook. Have a little respect and for the cook. Keep your grubby hands off the food. But he's a cook what? too. He's saying, he's saying that he allows it when he's cooking. It's terrible. So rude. All right. Yeah. What happened? Highway 57 here today, B. Where'd you go? You there? What happened? Oh, did you hear did Jackie you... yelled out? Yeah, she got down, and then you unplugged it. Oh, yeah, no, I was plugging in. I got this new computer, man. I got a new Apple. It's driving me nuts. Oh, I mean, I love it. It's, how, how, how old was your other computer that you don't know how to work this one? Dude, my old one, I didn't even tell you about that. It was two. It wasn't a Commodore 64? No, it was an Apple Mac, but it was a 2008. Hello, I am Macintosh. Oh, okay. And uh, it died. I was on the road the other day and it died. It had the thing coming on saying, you got a virus, call this number. And from our last cast, I, oh, I didn't call the number. I went to do the show at the club. I came back. My computer wouldn't work. I brought it to these experts in town and they said there's nothing left on it. A virus hit it and burnt everything in your computer is gone. I didn't even have to go pick the computer up. They just threw it out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I lost everything. I'm starting all <laughs> over. So, sorry, I'm eating it. I'm eating a cherry. Thank God, you. it's delicious. So, uh, mm. uh, a cherry? Yeah, you know, yesterday I went to the grocery store, 
Bought some nice heirloom tomatoes. I bought some nice avocado, fresh strawberry, nice cherry. Came home. I transfer my cherries into a proper bowl. I, you know, I, I clean them, I rinse them, and then I put them in the refrigerator. And they're presented with, uh, you know, just in, in a nice bowl rather than keeping them in the bag. I do that with grapes as well. And then my strawberries too. I cut off the little leaf on the top. I sever the, the strawberry in half, and uh, this way you go in, you kind of pick at the uh, at the fruit. It's readily available, it's clean, it's washed. I got some lemons out here. I feel like I just went to the farm. And this is all, you put all this uh, out on the table at room temp, or does it stay in the fridge? It stays in the refrigerator. The cherries and the strawberries in the refrigerator. But I gotta tell you, things in my house don't last. Like, uh, I'm halfway through the cherries. The cherries will be devoured by midday tomorrow. Well, that stuff don't last in my house. Because you get fresh fruit. The same thing in our house. Nothing lasts because you get fresh stuff. These, these families, when they go food shopping once a month, oh, mm-hmm. man. They're eating yeah. bunker food. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. I'll go to the grocery store three, four times a week to get fresh. It's, you gotta. You gotta. Yeah, I don't put it in there. It gets like... Uh, Stay. There's nothing in my refrigerator, which is questionable. You know, like everything in there, you know, you could eat. There's nothing like laying in the back, going, "What are we saving this for?" Everything in there is ready to go. Yeah, I, I don't like anything in there that you know you're never gonna eat. Like you know, it's, it's just yeah. I, I throw it out. Get it out, man. Yeah, get it out. It was a mistake when we bought it. And no one's no one's willing to own up to it. Just get it out of there. Especially, here's a little uh, little um, house tip for those people that have a refrigerator. By the way, the refrigerator. When you open somebody's refrigerator, or you shouldn't, because you shouldn't be going into people's refrigerator. But you ever have somebody you're, you're over at their house and they oh they open up the refrigerator and there's like a uh, like a stench that comes out of it. Oh. You get that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, right away, that person, I've, I've knocked four or five points off the person as a person. Right away, I feel like it's in their food, man. Yeah, like what the, what the hell's in the refrigerator that's causing it to smell that way? I, and, and, and I don't like refrigerators that aren't neat. Like on the top of my refrigerator, I got all my liquids. And then so on and so forth. Like every shelf, the food has a home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the fruits in the fruit bin. The vegetables are in the vegetable bin. Everything has its place. Some refrigerator, you open it up, there's plastic bags hanging out the side. That side compartment, you ever look at that on people's refrigerators? The, the, the shit that they got in there? <laughs> That's where things get lost. They, they usually <laughs> use a half a can of a bottle of tomato uh, sauce, and then they screw it on. It sits there for weeks. <laughs> oh, God. If, I could do, if you could do yourself a favor, listeners, go in your refrigerator this week <coughs> and go clean it out. Just, just put everything in your refrigerator on your kitchen counter and do a full wash in there. I mean, take this stuff, scrub it out, get rid of the stuff you don't need, 
and put it back in there, and and, and it saves yourself. I mean, you're losing friends, to be honest with you. It's, you're, you're getting sick. You're getting sick from your own fridge is what's happening, man. <laughs> it's disgusting, man. You gotta clean that shit out. I, I don't food shop. I don't do any of that. I just, you know, I, Jackie does all that, but I gotta tell you, man, when when you open up that door and you have a full fridge with good oh. food, doesn't it just make you feel like, oh, it just feels right? feels so right, man. And when you go in there and there's so many options and then you go to the cupboard because you're, uh, you know, you got some good snacks. <laughs> yep. You're oh, loaded. You got options. Options. <laughs> Last night, Lana made some unbelievable popcorn. We sat down on the couch and I just, I don't know, something about popcorn around 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night in your underwear. You can't beat it, man. <laughs> I go, I go ice cream and heavy with the cookies, man. Heavy with oh, the cookies. You know, it, it's funny. I don't know if you just have metabolism that you just burn fat. You sent the picture over before the cast, and I don't know what the hell you're doing, but like, do you burn fat while you sleep? What? Where does it go with you? I'm, I'm freaking rebuilding a house practically, man. <laughs> I guess from yelling at everybody all the goddamn time, it seems like. Can we get into that uh, photo, or is that something that we can't touch? No, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that was the corporate gig I did. I wanted to send you that. That's the, that's off my checklist now. I got a photo with a supermodel, Rachel Hunter. I mean, okay. You know. So explain the gig. Oh, the gig was for uh, corporate gigs, man. Those are great. As far as um, it was in Boston, it was for a new channel. Well, I don't know if they're new, but it's called the channel's called Ovation. And yeah. they're having a big cable up front in Boston, big convention. And, you know, Ovation was just having their own side party in downtown Boston, like in this beautiful building on, like, the top floor overlooking the entire city. It's a real fancy cocktail party with music and, a, you know, band. And, uh, you know, they're trying to sell their channel and some of their shows. And one of the shows is Rachel Hunter's got a show. And <clears throat> so she was there. And they just wanted me to do like 10 minutes of stand-up up front and then just chat with people and, you know, because they have a new channel called a, a, some, the AFU Comedy Channel. It's a digital channel. Mm. And uh, they just wanted me to talk about the Not really talk about it. Just be there as a representative of the channel and the comedian, yeah. and, you know. So it was easy peasy, man. 10 minutes, laughs, couple drinks. You know, and the hotel they put me up, it was a beautiful hotel. I loved it, called the Godfrey Hotel. And don't you love those gigs? I mean, you know what the world now you're in, but when, uh, you know, everything's included, I mean, oh, yeah. just, you know, go get dinner wherever you want, use the wet bar if you want, whatever. Such a nice option to come home, open up the mini bar, pour yourself a nice little... Uh after show drink and take a nap. But so, I, didn't, I, did, I didn't really chat with Rachel Hunter. I mean, we had we took a few photos together because we were like the quote unquote talent at this party. And uh, yeah. you know, that's about it really. She just, everyone went up and took turns chatting with her a little bit and uh. What is she, about 50? Yeah, I think so, right? In the 50s for sure. She used to be married to Rod Stewart. Yeah, wasn't she in that video? Or no, is that the other one? Rachel Hunter. Yeah, yeah, Stacy's mom. In that video? Yeah, she plays Stacy's mom. Who's Stacy? Well, it's that song, 
Stacy's mom, you know. Oh, oh, Stacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I never heard the, never heard this. I don't know titles of songs. You know that. Rachel Hunter had a, a her attorney with her as a woman, about the same age. You know, pretty also. I was, you know, and um, you know, like attached at the hip, and I guess they've been together for a long time. So at one point, the guy in charge of the whole thing. Uh, asked me, he's got to go talk to Rachel Hunter for a second, can I chat with this other woman to keep her company? And I had to bring this up, because you know this probably about yourself too, right? Like, I've been married forever, um, but if I was single, God, I just, you know, you know, you know how to charm the ladies if you wanted to? Like, just on the slightest level, the lady goes, me and Rachel today, we went to Salem, Massachusetts to see, you know, uh, and I, uh, we went to Salem, Massachusetts, and I go, just to sightsee? Yeah, just to go see, you know, where the witch trials were, and she goes, it's so crazy to think that, you know, women were being prosecuted, persecuted for being witches, and they weren't even witches, you know? And right away, I'm like, oh, God, she's one of these. She's, she's even got a problem with that back then, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, uh... So I go, I go, yeah, yeah, I took a course in college once called Mysteries of the Past, and uh, during that period of time, women, some women were taking this drug that the only way you could get it inside yourself is between your, you know, private areas, so they were putting this gel on the edge of a broomstick and sticking it up there, and then they would hallucinate and think they could fly, and that's why, and she's like, oh, and that's how the myth of flying on the broomsticks came about and I said yeah and she's like wow you know and it's like you're right there why do so many men have a hard time with this just be interesting and charming and simple right yeah, no I know what you're saying man the little little knowledge and humor goes a long way with a woman yeah it's just that's all they want man yeah no I've, I've often like heard guys talk to women like at a bar or maybe it's a first date. You ever like lend an ear over on a table that you know on a first date, guy's just bragging about himself and then, okay, come on, man, keep it light and loose. Yeah, you almost want to lean over and go, guy, are you reading her at all? She's not into this fucking story, dude. <laughs> man, bring it back to her. If nothing else, look down and just say, nice shoes. Yeah, you gotta throw it back into her. There's some guys that talk. Oh, I was with a guy uh, last week, and he don't stop talking. There's this guy talks at such a high rate of speed, and nothing's coming out of his mouth. I mean, no information is coming out of his mouth that you even would want to like even tune into. But he talks so fast. There's no air in between his words where you could talk. Just bought this uh, new Lamborghini here. Fun to drive up here in the Hollywood Hills. You know what I like a lot more than materialistic things? Knowledge. In fact, I'm a lot more proud of these seven new bookshelves that I had to get installed, the whole 2,000 new books that I bought. In fact, the more you learn, the more you earn. You ever run into people like this? Yeah, they don't stop, man. They don't give you a window. No window. And on top of that, he tries to guess what I'm talking about. You ever, see, you ever hear a guy or a woman when you're talking, they try to complete your sentence. What is that? Oh. Where, you know, if I give you an example, I said, you know, 
next week I'm gonna, and then he goes, do a cleanse? You know, like, what? <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm going to New York. Where, where did you get cleanse from? It's an, Here's another little tidbit, you know, I mean, the first one was the refrigerator. And, and this one is, when talking to people, listen, it's a skill set. Stop speaking, look into the person's eye and actually understand what they're saying. Because you make it uncomfortable for the people that are involved. And another thing, to Pete's point, guys out there who are listening to the show and are single and are wanting to get into a relationship with a woman, evaluate your conversation skills and pattern yourself off of Pete's uh, broomstick <laughs> pussy. Uh, <laughs> Excuse my French, but Pete did a broomstick drug bit with it going in a woman's vagina. And if he was single, he would have saw where the broomstick would have went. The lady's halfway back to LA on a plane right now, still with that knowledge in her head. And then she'll be like, God, if I could have been with a guy like that, it's like a walking, oh, bro, I'm like Google. <laughs> but Sebastian, what you're saying here is true. If these men just listen and then throw in a question based on what they just said to show that you're listening and really listen to the answer that they give to your question. Yeah. That goes so much further than paying for dinner and roses and shit. Absolutely. A good listener and then communicating back to the person speaking and even repeating what they just said to you is gold. I mean, if a woman goes to you, you know what, I really love going to Italy. The Chianti there is so good. If you were to just say, oh, wow, I, I love what you're saying about wine. I'm a big wine lover myself, but let me ask you something. Do you have a particular Chianti you enjoy? It opens the door again. Oh, we're doing a whole Chianti thing now. <laughs> now we're doing a back and forth with Chianti. But you're asking her because you want her to tell you what her favorite Chianti is. You're not asking her so you could say what your favorite Chianti. I know a lot of people that do this move where they ask you a question but they're asking you the question because they want to answer that question themselves. It don't work that way. Yeah, and while you're answering, they just can't wait to, 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 get, to, to, to get theirs out. <laughs> oh, I can't stand that too, man. Oh, I hear you. Yes. Uh, Ask about... And listen, no matter what a woman tells you, everybody loves to tell you their favorite anything. That's always a good go-to favorite anything and then go deeper into that if you, if she then tells you the Chianti that she enjoys go oh my god that's so interesting that you like that particular year let me ask you when were you introduced to that wine and where were you oh! <laughs> you must have had a wonderful time in Italy did you go with friends and family oh, just keep them coming keep the questions coming <laughs> She'll undress herself while she's answering the questions. 
Oh my god. Uh, I got a quick question. Yeah. And uh, anyone who's a friend that listens to the cast, don't even try and read into this because there's nothing to read into. But I want to ask you, if you have a friend, a male friend, that you and your wife really enjoy their company, I mean really enjoy their company, but you don't like the wife's company at all. I mean, mm -hmm. not just boring or anything, just like not, you're not clicking with that person at all. Mm -hmm. Do you somehow try to find ways to just hang out with him do you what would you do in that situation i mean i almost want to i would want to tell that person hey man i wish we could hang out more but uh your wife but then they would be mad at me if you did that okay well there's a couple questions i gotta ask you in this instance does the guy know his wife is annoying gosh well, this is all fictitious, so it's not a true situation. But if it was a if it was a true situation, uh, me and my wife actually talk about that all the time. We always try to wonder. We always wonder: Does he know? Does he not know? Does he really not know? Well, when she speaks, do you look at him and his facial expressions to see? Because I, I I've been in situations where we've been talking to a couple. The woman's talking or the guy's talking, could be either or, and whoever's speaking, let's say in this case the wife is speaking, the man, in the instance I was observing, has a look on his face where he's so annoyed with her, he might, he might leave her right at the table. That's, do you get that at all from this guy? No, no, this is more like, and we haven't been around them in a long, long time, years, but, um, um, that's an attitude. <laughs> He's more like this. Well, the last time I had seen him, she, she talks a lot. So when you're someplace where she starts talking to you at a party or something, he'll immediately split because he's just like, great. I get, I get a break. Okay. So he knows. Well, I don't think he knows that. I think think he thinks that she talks a lot, but I don't think he thinks that like it goes beyond just someone who talks a lot. That like you know, but yeah, I think he does know, and he's totally more himself when she's not around. He's way more relaxed. Okay. Yeah. So this is what bothers me about couples, especially when that one of the people in the relationship is annoying, and the other person doesn't put the uh, annoying person in check yeah they just they just kind of sit there as like a bystander i mean lana and i relationship wide open if lana's explaining something to somebody at the table and i don't follow what she's saying i will look at the other people and if they look confused i'll go babe babe they don't know what the hell you're talking about <laughs> right right man right? So, and vice versa she'll go to me what are you saying? You know, so we correct that at the table. That's there's nice. Couple, that's a yeah, nice. There's other couples that let that go where the, the wife is talking and the guy's sitting there and, and, and he has to act like he's really in, in, interested in what his wife is saying, but he literally wants to jump out the window. You gotta, you gotta correct your significant other when you know that they're either being annoying the story's too long. They're not paying attention. You got to correct that right in front of the people. So the people know when they go home, 
they go, oh, Lana knew Sebastian's story sucked and she called him out on it. Hell, I have been doing it by myself. I'm telling a story to somebody and in a story and it has really no beginning or end, you seem like you're in it and you're not, they're not interested in it. I'll call myself out and go, you know what? Story sucked. Story sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you had to listen to that. That's so what are you going to do now about the couple? I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm still I'm listening to all your things here. I couldn't agree more with everything you're saying. Just because your significant other is speaking doesn't mean you have to break, okay? You have to police what that person is saying. What they're <laughs> yeah. saying represents all of you, the whole family, all right? You're yeah. a couple, all right? This guy, he doesn't even know that... I, I wanted to do, like, go camping with them and stuff. I can't do any of this I, I, because of this. If he would have policed this, we could do all this stuff. So, okay. no, I just, you, I just, it's, it's so, terrible. I just feel like, you know, he feels like, uh, I think he feels like, you know, it's, we should be spending more time together, and I don't know how to broach it. Well, listen, is there an option, or would you even consider the option, if you could just go out with the guy. Oh yeah, well, but Jackie you and Jackie too. and the guy, or is that weird? What's that? You, Jackie, and the guy, or is that weird? It's only weird because you know it's weird because why, why wouldn't she be there? But if there was some reason that we could make that legitimate, like if he flew out here to visit without her because she had to stay back where they live with the kids or something. Once we're here, we'd have a great time, and no one would mention it, but we'd all know we're having a better time because she stayed home. You don't think if you got him away from her for a weekend, you could go, wow, man, you know, really, you're really a lot different when your wife's not around. You, you don't think you could and even entertain that conversation? No, that's, I, I don't want to get that involved. I don't want to break the guy's marriage up just so I can have a good time with him two, two times a year. I'm just saying, you know, do you weather the storm and just bite your tongue and hang out with the wife anyway? Do you cut out the whole hang with them forever? I, I was wondering how you would play it, but I, uh, yeah, no, I'm yeah. not going to pull them aside. And it's not worth that. I cut the hang out altogether. That's what I I'm mean, thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, when one spoils the, uh, the, the bunch, it's, you can't, you know, we've, we've got two couples like that. We cut it off with them. Because either the wife is an ass or the guy's an ass, and you can't make it work. You just can't make it work because whoever you don't like, who they start talking, I in my head start to say, "Get it back to the other person." <laughs> and it's oh, it seems that it's always the one that you don't want to be talking does more of the talking. Absolutely. I, not only that in that situation, but you ever notice when someone's talking on a cell phone at maybe the gym or on an airplane, why, and it's like it's annoying, it's like if they're on the treadmill at the gym and they're on the phone, or they're on the airplane and they're sitting right next to you and they're on the phone, why the hell is the person that's talking on the phone that's standing next to me, why are they always talking on the call? Aren't they ever listening? You never, there's never, no one ever listens. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, they're always talking. I'm sitting there going, don't, don't they got something to say? <laughs> yeah, who's the lucky guy on the other end standing <laughs> next to the guy listening? <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, where's that guy in his own home? <laughs> yeah, you, he you, never you seems to be out in public. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. I've, uh, seen, yeah. I've seen Get two rid- when couples are out <clears throat> and one of them is, is telling a story and, and, like, we're enjoying it. You ever see the other one, like, you're literally looking at them in your head and you're like, are you getting jealous? Because we're enjoying your, your husband's story or your wife's story? Like, like that's, that's you're a team. It doesn't matter who's getting the laughs. I love when my wife's getting the laughs. No, absolutely. And we've talked about this because Lana has a habit of doing this. She, and I think I've talked to you about this on the cast before. But if I haven't, let me, let me explain. Lana will serve me up a story. Which I can't stand. I don't like when Lana goes, tell that story about, I can't stand it. No, I hear you. It's got it. You got it organic into that. Yeah, yeah. Because now you set it up and they're waiting for something that's not going to happen. Anyway, I will reluctantly tell the story, but Lana will hijack the story. She'll keep interrupting the story. And what it does for a professional storyteller, it throws off momentum, timing, and rhythm. Someone has to take the lead on the story. You, could, your, could you and your wife do a tag team on a, on a story? It usually doesn't work. I mean, you know, if you want to come in because I missed a big... What I don't like is when, I, when you go to tell a story and there's a big fact and you're setting that fact up and you're saying something and then you're going to lay down the fact. Like you're going to go, uh, I skidded on the driveway, right? And then you're going to go, and the driveway was 15 feet wide. You know, like that. Yeah, yeah. But then I'll go, I skidded on the driveway and then Jack could go, but you forgot to tell him how wide the driveway. <sighs> I was about to, I was going back to the wideness. I know all the facts. I know how to store, right? Oh, totally, man. Totally, they don't know how... We have the story set up in, in our head. I, I feel, just because we do this for a living, we're storytellers and we kind of know when to pause, what information to give. Because I know Lana gives a lot of unnecessary information in a story that doesn't really propel the story forward. <laughs> it's, it's just like a lot of description that really doesn't need to be there. And I've often told her, I said, let me take lead on some of the bigger stories in the conversation because I just know the beats, man. <laughs> you know, and closing with this, I just want to tell people, don't beat yourselves up with it. This is something you're, you're really born with or you're not born with. <laughs> it's just it's just like playing jazz, you know? It's something you can do or you can't do, man. Yeah, don't try and do it. Don't try to be a storyteller when you don't know how to... How to tell a story. And I'm not saying that my wife doesn't know how to tell a story. It's just like sometimes she's got to take a back seat because, uh, you know, it's just kind of what I do. What, 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 what about when you're going to tell a story and someone else at a party goes to tell a story? And so you stop and they keep going, but almost everyone's looking towards you because they want you to keep going. And you're almost giving everyone that look like, I know, I know. We'll have to wait this one out. We'll have to wait this one out. <laughs> Oh, dude, sorry for the interruptions, man. Ah, that's all right, man. You got to keep that stuff in there. Oh, shit. Um, so you got anything to plug? What are we, what are we doing here? <clears throat> oh, all right. Well, I, uh, I got some new dates. If you go to my website, you'll see. I'm going to be in Montreal. You going to Montreal? I am. One night. What night? 
Jan, uh, sorry, July 29th. Is, is that the Saturday night? It's a Friday night. Oh, I'll probably be there. I'm def I'm doing shows there. I don't know what shows and, and when. I'm definitely opening for Regan um, on Saturday night at some big theater there. But nice. I'm but I'm doing some other stuff, so I'll be there Friday. Uh, all right, I'll be there one night, Friday night. Definitely got a hang, man. That's yeah. a definite hang. Yes, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Maybe Regan will be in by then, too. We'll go on that damn bus and just hang. We'll do a Regan Corielli hang bus. <laughs> well, this bus be a good hang. Yeah, dude, uh, you know, I, this is an edit right here, but I think what we got up front, we, you know, we got your end of it. Yeah, we got my end. I mean, that's all. That's yeah. I mean. yeah, especially the beginning. All right, what are you plugging? What are you, by the way, when are you going to Australia? Uh, I leave not this Saturday, next Saturday. So I'm here for another week and a half, off to Australia. I'll be in Melbourne June 2nd, and then Sydney June 4th, and then off to Italy for a two-week vacation. And then uh, coming back from that, I'm going to stop in Chicago for my father's 70th birthday party, which is not a surprise. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And that's it. Uh, the the date I want to plug coming up is July first and second at Atlantic City at the Brigada Hotel and Casino. So there you have it. I feel a lot looser. I feel a lot. Uh, I feel like I got a lot of pressure off my shoulders, and I'm able to uh, to now give it my all on these podcasts. I've been half it, half in a in a in a in a slumber when I've been doing these things just because there's been so much going yeah. on. So I got to apologize not only to you, but the listeners for not being myself for the last two and a half months. But we are back. We are up and running. I got my cherries. And uh, God bless Sadie. Yeah. Hey, listen, you've been yourself. You were just a busy fucking making a TV show. And uh, good to have... Uh, that we, we're still casting through it. And next show, we're going to do a whole piece I'm putting together about Australia, the facts you need to know before you're going down under, man. Oh, God. Can't wait to hear it. All right. Good hanging, brother. Take care, man. Later. Bye. The show has ended. Hi, how are you? Good. What are you doing today? Oh, nothing. Oh, my, you sound like a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Say thank you. Thank you.